Rambus Daf Ches on the Base, Passive Transformation, the Yamal Korcha. We're going to be dealing with one of the most uh, difficult elements of Yibum to understand, the idea that uh, technically Yibum can be done uh, not only without the will of the of the Yibama, of the widow, but even against her will. And uh, that just doesn't seem to sit comfortably with, with most people. So let's try and understand that better. Um, for those who are listening in, you should, if possible, have the sources in front of you. The sources are available by clicking on sources in the description of the shear or in the uh, uh, in the app. There's a folder, there's a subfolder. In the Yevamot folder, there's a subfolder for sources. Uh, it's worth having the, the sources in front of you. Um, the other things uh, I was asked to mention, a lot of people have said how amazing it would be to have uh, these matmonim as a resource on the old Duff uh, app, which is an uh, unbelievable app that's available for, for people learning Duff Yomi. Uh, I don't have any connection with the, uh, the organizers and the, the leadership team of, of uh, old Duff, but if anybody listening in does, that would be a valuable thing to try and facilitate. So as usual, we start with a posik where we where we can. The Gemara is always working on understanding psukim. The Vilnagon says when you're learning Gemara, always start with the Torah Shabbat. Start where where does this what what part of the Torah is this is this dealing with? And it's dealing with a posik in Kitete, which is one of the key psukim for for Yibum, and we've uh, and we've had it already. If two brothers are sitting together, uh, living together, one of them dies and doesn't have a son, the wife of the deceased should not go out into the marketplace to some strange man. Her yabam, her brother-in-law, should have yibum with her. And take her as his wife, and do yibum with her. Again, again repeated. Says Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Hanina, at the bottom of Davchet Amut Bet, this is Mechadish, three halachot, three halachot that he learns out of this posuk. Number one, if after Yibum he wants to end the relationship, he needs a get, not chalitza. Although he didn't marry her with Kiddushin, he married her with Yibum. If he divorces her, she's now a full wife. Now you want to divorce her, you, you use a get, you don't use chalitza. <laughs> chalitza is before Yibum, not once Yibum has been done. Bichidush. Uma chaziro, and you're allowed to remarry her. So there's a, um, there's a machzir grushatov, if a woman is, be, is divorced and has not remarried in the meantime, the original husband can remarry her. In fact, it's a mitzvah to, to remarry her if they want to, if they're, if they're into that. Um, and... In the same applies to a, to a Yabama, explains Rashi. I might have thought that once he's divorced her, now she's Asub Eshet Ach. She's in one of the Arayat. She's a, 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 a sister-in-law. And he's already done Yibum. So now how's he going to marry her? But it doesn't matter. Once he's been her wife and she's divorced, she's now his divorcee. He has a connection to her. She, he's a, she is his divorcee. She's not her brother's widow anymore. So that, that the marriage and divorce undoes that whole sister-in-law relationship. And the third thing we learn from this, from Vigibma, is Al-Korcha, uh, even against her will, and we'll come to an understanding of that in a, in a moment. Um, explains Rashi, this whole idea of being able to take her, marry her again. We don't say the mitzvah, Torah gave him a mitzvah to do Yibum. He's done the mitzvah of Yibum. Now she's an Eshitach, now she's a sister-in-law, she's Asur, Asura, she's one of the Arayot and she's Asura. How can he go back and remarry her? 
Tosfus is quite fascinating because Tosfus, and it's not just our Tosfus, the Tosfus Rabbeinu Peretz and Tosfus Yishonim and Tosfus Arosh, the whole Tosfus school deals with this. And this is quite an interesting case. And I give you an example so that you learn how to use Tosfus, where there's subtle differences in the expression with all these Baale Tosfus. They're teaching the same material that comes down from Rashi's school. Rashi's school and Rabbeinu Tam and the Rivam and the, and the Ri and, and the Rashbam. Uh, Rashi's children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and their, uh, their base, Bosse Medrash, uh, and then the German school of, of Baletosis, they're all teaching the same things, uh, but with slight nuances. And the nuances help one understand that. And you'll see a great example of this. So they all ask the question, why don't we need a posuk to allow them to have continued relations? After he's done the mitzvah of Yibum, good, he's done the mitzvah. Now there's no mitzvah anymore. Now that there's no mitzvah anymore, how can they live together? So there should surely be a posuk for that. We're worried about Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hanina tells us we need a posuk that if he divorces her, he can remarry her. We need a posuk that if he divorces her, he's got to use a get and not chalitza. But there's a more basic question. How can they live together after their first relationship? He's been mekayim the mitzvah and there's no mitzvah left anymore. So now, so now what, what are they doing together now? Says Tosfus, an amazing answer. V'yeshlomar. In the fourth line of, to, of the Tosfos that I've quoted, the biashnia, the second intimacy, you don't have to be told that it's mutar. Disvarahu. It's logical. The Torah would never say, marry, take her as Yibum, have relations with her, and then kick her out. That Torah wouldn't do that. See the power of Svara? That, we, that you've still got to use human logic, you've got to use rationale, you've got to approach the Torah with humanity, with understanding. In order to understand the posuk, you don't need a posuk for this. You don't need a posuk to, to be told that. that. That must be the meaning of the mitzvah, that you take her as a yavama and she remains your wife. It's, it's not possible that the Torah would say and then get rid of it. It's amazing that it's such an important chidush for everything else we need psukim. For this, you don't need a posuk. That should be obvious to you. It's interesting how today there's so many things that aren't obvious. Where does it say? Where's the halacha? What's the halacha? For things that should be obvious for, for people. They're things that you, you don't need psukim for. You don't need halachas for. You just need to know. That's how, that's how it is. The, the wording is slightly different in the other tosfos. So tosfos Rabbeinu Peretz, when we have time, I'll, I'll give you more background on the different tosfos. Instead of saying svore, he says tipshita, because it's obvious. Doesn't, he doesn't say, Svara means you, you can reason it. Tosfus Rabbeinu Peretz says you don't even have to reason it. It's so obvious. And the Tosfus Harosh says, There's no way you could possibly think that the Torah would say, Do Yibun and then kick her out. And then the, the, and the Gemara says, But in the case of Chiyu Ve'lavin, it's quite interesting. So if this sister-in-law is a, is a love. So for example, the brother's a coin, and, and let's say she was a divorcee, uh, or she couldn't be a divorcee because the brother couldn't have married her. A situation where she is a, uh, is not permitted to him as an isu love, not an isu chorus, a lower level of, of arias. In such a case, we say he's not allowed to marry her because although ase doche lota say and and the first B are their first relationship, they would be allowed to have because I say, I say, we're worried about what about the second relationship? What about thereafter? So we don't even allow him to have the first relationship. We come over further on that we'll get to on Davchof. Because in that case, 
the beer, the, the, there is no positive mitzvah that you have to marry her. Since you could do chalitza, you don't have to marry her. To use an ase do chelota ase, which is, a, it's not a bidiyevit, but you're still, you're using an accommodation of ase do a mitzvah, a positive mitzvah, pushes, pushes aside a negative mitzvah, to use that when you don't have to use it. You can just do chalitza and then you don't have a problem. So, so there we, it, it's not the same as here, where, yeah, there's a there's a chiyuv. You must do yibum. There's an obligation to do yibum. It's not it's not you can do chalitza. You shouldn't do chalitza. You should do yibum. Now that you're doing yibum, you're married to her. You can't. The Torah would never suggest that you get rid of her after that. And that's important. The Tzvus Rosh adds the word shelchova lecha asay shelchova. There's a mitzvah asay. Not only is there a mitzvah asay, but there's a mitzvah asay shelchova. You have to do it. Um, in, in the case where you may do it, where she's muteria to you, where the only inhibition is the fact that she's your sister-in-law, and the Torah says, but that's exactly who you have to be, miyabim, your sister-in-law. So that's a chiyuv. Where there's a chiyuv, we, we allow it, and in fact, it's a mitzvah. Interestingly, the Rashbo in Kiddushin co- contrasts this with an eshet yifatoa, who's not allowed to have, if a man in battle sees the yifatoa, and he goes through the whole process, and he takes this woman home, He's allowed to have the first, according to most Rishonim, he's allowed to have relationships with her once. Then he's either got, rid, got to get rid of her or marry her. But as an Eshet Yifatoa, he only has once, asks the Rashbor, why didn't we use the same principle there, that since we allowed it, the Torah would never say, you can take this woman, this Eshet Yifatoa, and then get rid of her. There you see the Torah says, please, get rid of her. It says the, the Rashbor, because that's not a chov, an asesial chovah. We don't say you must take this woman. We say if you can't help yourself, then rather take her this way than take her in a, in a different way and marry her in, in following this procedure rather than not at all. But the best is not at all. Rather don't do it at all. And therefore, once he's had relations with her, he's been mekayim what he has to do and he's satisfied his yetzahara. And from there on, He's not allowed to have relations with her unless he marries her. She conver- he converts her and marries her properly. So that's an interesting contrast with the, the Rashbor. The, the, the Nitziv brings the Tosfus and, and he says a little different. I want to show you also how to use the Acharonim and understanding the Rishonim. The Nitziv says he doesn't understand Tosfus's kasha because whenever the, mitzv- the Torah says, even though this would appear to be an Avera, I'm telling you, says the Torah, in this case, you must do it, such as Yibum, this is your sister-in-law, she's Asuro, but I'm telling you, you must do it. That Heter of Yibum exists throughout the lifetime of their relationship. That's the, that's the nature of, of these types of, of uh, not heterium, but mitzvahs. Um, it's not as if the Torah says, suspend the Isur of Eshet Ach while you do Yibum. Elahutra, it's removed. There is no Isur of Eshet Ach. If there's no Isur of Eshet Ach because you're being Mekayim, the mitzvah of Yibum, that mitzvah extends throughout the lifetime of your relationship. And I think that, that one can learn this because it's very difficult to understand and it seems, well, so how, what does he do with Tosfus? Did Tosfus not think of that? But I think that's what Tosfus is saying. When Tosfus says it's the Svore, how the Torah wouldn't have said marry her and then divorce her. So what the Torah is saying, this mitzvah of Yibum, converting her from a sister-in-law who's os Asuro to a Yevama to a, an Isha. She goes through this whole transformation from a forbidden woman to a Yavama, to a full wife. That whole transition is part of that, is part of the mitzvah of Yibum. 
The mitzvah of Yibum is to take your sister-in-law, have Yibum, and convert her into a, a full Isha where the, all the dinim of Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Hanina apply. This doesn't yet help us with this third din of Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Hanina of Al-Korcha, even against her will. How does that work? And you remember we had a, a Gemara in Erevin, Dafkuf, Asul Adam Shikof Ishtolet Va Mitzvah. A man should never force his wife to be intimate with him. Uh, if a man is violent and forceful in his relationship with his wife, he has sons that don't, uh, don't stay on the derech, that's, that's not good for the, for, the, for the children, it's just that's not a good thing to do. And the Rambam Paskins, Lo a person is not allowed to rape even his own wife. The relationship has always got to be with her participation and with conversation. There needs to be conversation and there needs to be joy and there needs to be happiness. This is a whole relationship. It's not just a physical transaction. So how, here, how do you do it? How, how could you have Yibum Bal Korcha? You'd be over the, the, the din and the rambam of being Yanos at Ishto. How can you do that? I understand she's not Ishto yet. But, but still, it seems, it seems strange. Why is that? So if you look in the Rashi, Rashi says, Baal Korcha, an interesting point. I haven't seen anybody may take notice of it, but it's very important. She'im yabam afilu If the Yabam did it, the Kenyan works. Rashi is saying very clearly, Chas V'Sholom, the Torah is not saying you must do it by, by force. It's just what happens if he did. He, he, he raped her, or it could be a different situation. We didn't rape her. He seduced her. And then after they'd been intimate, he says, ah, are you my wife? And she says, one second, that wasn't the deal. We were just going out on a date. And then, okay, then things happened and we, we went home together. We had a pleasant evening. Thank you very much, but I'm not your wife. Oh, he says, you are. This was Yibum. The fact is he's right. It is Yibum. Um, so, so Al-Kochah doesn't necessarily mean raping her, forcing her. But if he did it with Sima Pi if he did that, that's not what he's supposed to do. It's only Imba Aleha Bal Kocha. Then the, the, the Yibum works. But why even put that into the system of Halokha? Why is it even there? Why doesn't the Torah just require it to be done properly, to be done nicely? The idea here to understand this is not about the fact that she is forced. That's not the part. The part is that he does it alone that 100% of the motivating drive is his. I want to, this is not a Shadchan saying, I think Yishkai should get together. This is not the two parents getting together and saying, let's make a Shidduch between our children. This is not her flirting with him and trying to, this is not him uh, looking for a wife. This is just L'Shem Mitzvah. That's the only thing that's driving this, just L'Shem Mitzvah. And it's her mitzvah, not her, it's his mitzvah, not her mitzvah. So what's, she doesn't have to be involved in it. Now, of course, emotionally she needs to be involved in it and morally and ethically she should be involved in it. But from a pure halachic perspective, what the Torah is emphasizing here is the, the, the dachaf, the, the motivation, the drive for this has to come from him. And that's why Naomi does that whole charade with Ruth. And she doesn't go to, to Boaz and say, look, let's discuss this. There's a, there's a situation of Yibum. She does it in such a way that it comes from Boaz. The idea is that it should come from, from Boaz. That's the nature of Yibum, that she shouldn't have to be involved. It's not that ideally she should, it should be Balkocha. No, ideally, of course, it should be with her participation. But, but she shouldn't have to be involved. This is something that is completely motivated and driven by the man who wants to be Mekayim, the mitzvah of Yibum. And as we'll learn in the Gemara, any slight other motivation 
makes it possible. And if it's possible, then and he does it, then of course it's an issue. It's a, a terrible issue. That's why we don't do Yibum today. Because it's almost impossible to do it 100% L'Shem Shemaim. And it has to be 100% L'Shem Shemaim. What, what about Tamar and Yehudah? Same. Yes, but she did it in, again in such a way that he drove it. He didn't know who she was. He, did, he approached her. She set it up in such a way, the same as Nomi set it up with Ruth, that he would approach her, that she wouldn't, she wouldn't have to do anything. It wouldn't be any kind of cerebral thing. It would be he sees her and wants, and wants it from his perspective. It has to be driven from, from his perspective, from something that he wants to do. Yudin Tamar is quite different, really, because it wasn't when he did it. It wasn't the shame Yibum. He didn't know that that's what he was even doing, the shame Yibum, whereas Boaz understood that this was... This was actually the, the mitzvah of Yibum. And so it's important to understand that the, this idea goes way beyond Yibum. Sometimes we initiate things and we do things and they're transformative things. We decide to take a course. We decide to travel overseas. We decide to emigrate. They're things we take into our own hands and we do. And they can be transformational events. Sometimes we collaborate in something transformational. We, we get together with people. We set up a business together. We do, so, we do something. We set up a community together. As a group of people, we do something that is transformational. But often in life, transformational things happen to us where we're passive. And, and she converts from an, a widow to a full wife through the passage of Yibum. And she's got no part in it. She doesn't have to have any part in it. It just happens to her. That's how life is. Sometimes life just happens. And, and one has to be able to see it and, and recognize it and embrace it and understand the, the journey and the transformation and be part of that and realize and understand that it's all part of Ritzvah Hashem. 